Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Thursday, June 6th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me, uh, per normal. Was good. I don't know there's a show that you're not here. Yeah. Unless it's a show about uh, something boring like baseball. (laughs) 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 Did I just offend you? (laughs) Today, we're going to bring you a new segment called Would You Rather? And we're going to talk about... We're going to choose uh, players who are close in ADP that you should draft in 2019. Uh, So if you're sitting there and you're trying to make a decision on one of these guys, just know that you can just draft. Or say you get both and you're in the middle of the season. You you say, for some reason, I feel like listening to that Would You Rather show from June. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're trying to figure out who to start. Late Uh, October. Yeah, late October. Uh, But first, before we get into that, we're going to go through the pleasantries. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at the FF Champs, Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell for notifications. Leave a review. Like I said last week, don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, not last week, on Tuesday. Uh, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, let's get into an opening question. Oh, What do you think of that? Right now, pick 101 is up in the air. Without Todd Gurley and his knee injury... He is now, uh, you know, falling way down. Um, so pick out 101 is completely up in the air. No one really knows who's going to go one. Uh, and if you had the first pick and you're sitting yeah. there in August and you're, you got the first pick in the draft, who are you taking? Uh, it is close. And people have been taking Barkley. People have been taking Elliot. We've even seen some people go and take Kamara now. Heck, you know. Maybe if I was sweaty enough, I go McCaffrey. There's, I mean, there, you got options there at number one, but I think I think the guy you go with is Barkley Maybe here. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> I've been saying this for the last few months, honestly, and really since the season ended, that I think Barkley's the number one guy. It is yeah. very close though, and I don't think you can go wrong with any of those guys that I just mentioned. As I said, I think they're all kind of like tier one, those top five, six running backs. But I think Barkley is just slightly ahead of those guys right now. I think mm-hmm. he's just the vocal point of that offense. And he's probably the most talented out of everybody. So yeah. I'm going Barkley. But if you want to go Zeke, if you want to go Kamara, I'm not going to not going to kill he's, you. Zeke is extre- – I mean, uh, <laughs> Saquon is extremely talented. Uh, and he has all the opportunity in the world right. to produce. Uh, I think the only concern for me is that he's in, he's in a trash offense with a trash that offensive is, line. That is – and uh, the that offensive didn't stop line him. less that so, but yeah, uh, it, it, that didn't stop them, stop him from being tremendous right. last year. But um, I do think that that is a little bit concerning for me. Like I think how bad what, can your team be? <laughs> I think that what Saquon did last year is is what his ceiling is. You know what I mean? It's one hundred and one. I'm not sure he can produce, not because of lack of talent, just, just a, because of yeah, lack of offensive line and all that stuff. It's it's a lack of stuff around him allowing him to produce like Todd Gurley did. Last year, people forget Todd Gurley scored twenty an average of twenty four and a half fantasy points right. per game in, in half. He had PPR. a fantastic team around him. He had a fantastic team around him. If 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 Saquon gets anywhere near that, 
type of talent around him, then then I think that he could do that similar thing. The problem is, is that he doesn't have that, and running back careers are so short that I don't know if they're going to be able to get that around him unless he leaves, yeah. which is never a good sign for running backs. Anyway, um, for me, I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott one, and I, I, I hate... I. I hate that I keep going back to Zeke. You're going with a Chick-fil-A butt, yeah, aren't you? I always, always. Uh, Zeke is a player to me, and, and I this is why I would go with him one-on-one, is because I, I pick 102 in our league, um, and I've been thinking, like, how who am I going to take? Who's going to be on the board there? Probably Zeke. But if I was 101, who would I take in that spot? Yeah. And so I started doing some research. I'm probably going to be faced with this decision at some point. <laughs> Uh, so I did some research, and what I found is that Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, we all know he's a mar- yards monster. Like, he yeah. led the league in yards last year. He's been, if he played all of the season before and didn't miss six weeks, he would have led the league in rushing yards. Then, two, three years ago, he would have he led the league in rushing yards, I believe, that year, too. So the guy is just insane on the ground. He also right. gets, this year he had a team-high 110, I mean, a player, a career-high 110 targets. Um, which is right up there with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that is. So he is a focal point in that offense, and that wasn't even just before. That wasn't before Amari Cooper. Most of those targets came after Cooper showed up. So Zeke to me is going to get two thousand yards, all purpose. Like that's what he's going to do, right? If he stays on the field for seventeen, sixteen games, he's gonna he's gonna get two thousand all purpose yards. The problem, like I said in the past, for him is touchdowns. And I think that he's going to have a positive touchdown regression this year, and he's going to come in, he's going to score more touchdowns, which will be 12. I, I think he could hit 15. He fit, hit 15 once in his career. I think he could hit 15 again. If he hits 15 touchdowns, Rick, he gets yeah. to 320 to 330 fantasy points. That's in half crazy. PPR. And that, that, is, that is crazy. That's up yeah. there with what Gurley did last year. And so if that happens, it makes it makes Zeke – probably the 101 whereas yep. when i look at you know when i look at saquon i don't know if he can finish as the 101 i know he's going to finish in the top three but what i'm looking for at pick one two and three is especially pick one yeah especially pick one is you're looking for the best player in fantasy and i think you've that's been kind of kind of flip-flopping on this thing. i have it's been tough <laughs> I'm not it is, sure. It, it, there are, I mean, there are a lot of options there. More you sit in, there too long and producing. think about it. You'll, you'll, you'll you do, choose yeah. both sides, especially when you're in a league like ours that we know where we're drafting months ahead of our draft. Yeah, so we got a lot right, of time right to during think. the NBA Finals. Yep. Um, just how many targets did you say Zeke had? Somewhere around 110. Okay. Just, just for argument's sake, Barkley had 121. <laughs> wow. Um. Well, did he produce as many yards? Uh, nobody had. Ni- I don't know actually, but he had ninety-one catches. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> let's move into. Would you rather? I wish I had a nifty drop for that. Yeah, wish I had a nifty drop for that. But we are going to wait. Talk- let me do it. Hold on. Oh, Say no. it again. Would you rather? W- w- would you? Would you rather? Oh, that boy. was really bad. <laughs> that was terrible. Um. <laughs> That's why I don't get paid the big bucks. <laughs> I get paid the little bucks. So we are going to talk about uh, some tough decisions when it comes to ADP. These are some really tough players, tough questions, and there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, but these are the ones that uh, I was scrolling through, and I just they've been questions that I've been holding in my head for quite a while. Um, so we'll start with number one. We have six guys. If we get to five, we'll get to five. The sixth is a, uh, a little sneak in there. Um, but number one, Nick Chubb. And this is half PPR, by the way. Nick Chubb or Dalvin <sighs> Cook? 
Chubb is 18. Dalvin Cook is 19. Yeah. They're right next to each other. I'm picking at 209, so I've come across this this question yeah, this, a lot. This actually could be you. And I would go neither. <laughs> you go wide receiver. Kill me first. No. Uh, Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, both very talented wide receivers. I, I mean, running, no, backs. running backs. Wow. I See, I went to go correct myself, but you did it so fast. <laughs> like, uh, so for me personally, I really like Nick Chubb. Like mm-hmm. what he did last year in the second half of the league, I mean, second, second half of the year. Words are not working for me today. I don't know what it is. It's okay. Uh, especially the second half of the year when he came in and he started. He was absolutely crazy good. Yeah, he was. The only thing he didn't do well was catch passes. If you want to be a top five back in the NFL in this day and age, you, you have, have to. to be able to catch the ball. Nick Chubb, very may well, like he might get 295 freaking touches on the ground, just carries. And if he does that and he gets 25 catches, which is good for him, if he does that, then he touches the ball over 300 times. And if he touches the ball over 300 times, then that's a good pick in the second round. But Dalvin Cook, he's a guy that can catch passes. He's a guy that could finish in the top five. He's a guy that has the workhorse mentality. What is his problem? Uh, Staying on the field. Yes. So... You have problems with either one of these guys. When you get into the second, third, fourth, fifth round, you know, there's obviously going to be like, you know, you're picking sitting there picking at 202, 201 like we were just talking about. Saquon and Zeke are pretty safe bets. Like you sit there and you argue about it, but it's like they're pretty safe bets yeah. either oh, yeah. way you go. For these two guys, they're not safe. So it's like you're taking a risk. Which risk do you want to take? Is Dalvin Cook going to stay on the field or is Nick Chubb going to be a guy that produces as a high level? And you got the problem with Kareem Hunt. And I don't know who I'm you taking. are going. Okay, <laughs> he's waiting this for is, me to choose. This and is, I can't. This is very tough. I think all of these questions are very tough. That is why this is the segment that it is. But I'm sitting here. Would you rather have Nick Chubb or Delvin? Curry? I'm sitting here with the let's say 18th overall pick. Yep. I'm going to take Nick Chubb. It's very close. Yeah. I don't know if I even want to take either of these guys. But I think Nick Chubb, just seeing what he did last year in the second half, I think you have to take him with his upside. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook does have a lot of opportunity, which I love in fantasy. A guy who has a lot of opportunity tends to succeed. All-purpose back. He's just he's injury-prone. And honestly, he's in his two years being in the league, he's had a lot of hype around him. Yeah. Hasn't really done anything with it. And he's at a least we've, pick right now. At, at least we've seen Nick Chubb in flashes for at least half the season. Yeah. Be like, okay, this guy is legit. Right. And I think the whole Browns offense is, I've said this before, I'm very high on all of them. So that, yeah. I mean, you add that to it. The Kareem Hunt does concern me, and his ability to catch the ball definitely concerns me. But, I mean, he had he had 20 receptions last year and I think 29 yeah. targets. But he really only started half the season. Yeah. And they had Duke Johnson. I know he's still on the team, but how much are they going to use him? Right. Um, They'll use him in the passing game, but that's. I it. think I think they will, but not as much this year. I think they have more confidence. If if Nick, Nick Chubb's if second Nick year, Chubb can start catching the ball, then that's. One I'm not thing. saying he's going to be Barkley or Zeke, where he gets like close to 90 receptions. If he can get but, 60 targets and turn that into like 35 receptions, I was going to say like 40. Yeah, 35 to 40 receptions. That's good. I like, think that's I'm what okay he'll do. With that. But like, I don't know if he can do that. I think he. I think he can. So that's why I'm taking Chubb here, but it's 
It's so close. I think you yeah. Could I'll take I'll I'll take Chubb. I mean that might change. This might flip flop. This is going to be today. A, this is going to be a pick that I'm going to probably have to choose on. And yeah, this actually might. Uh, and so for <laughs> me, I right now I'm going to take Nick Chubb just because of the. I think that the amount, the volume that he's going to get is going to be like 285, 290 carries. And if he does that, then he'll probably get to 300 touches. And if he gets the 300 touches, then that's Todd Gurley, you know, esque. Yeah. Um, which which I think he could finish in the top five with that. The concern is that he just can't catch the ball. And if that happens, then guys guys that can are going to take that spot, i.e. Kareem Hunt. Um, so I would definitely take Nick Chubb here. But they're going right next to each other. So it's like you oh, literally yeah. could come across this decision if you're picking. For sure. Um, number two, Adam Thaleen. Would you rather have Adam Thaleen? <laughs> So or Stefan Diggs. Yeah, another tough one. And I think we talked about this when we were talking about receivers a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I think we were both we both said we'd draft Diggs over Thaleen. But I'm gonna say Thaleen and here's why. Well, are you changing your mind? I'm not changing my mind actually. So if you remember what I said, I said I'd draft Stefan Diggs. These guys are going ten picks or close to ten picks apart. Yep. So if I'm picking in So you're not gonna go with the guy that's later? No, I'm not going off the draft board an extra round to take Diggs over Thielen. I think it's cl- it's very close. I think they're literally ranked right next to each other. But I'm just gonna go Thielen here it, with the oh, I'm gonna say 26th overall pick since that's where Thielen's supposed to go. Yeah, third round. Um, but it it's again these are all so close, and with these two. I think Diggs probably has the higher ceiling considering what he did in the second half right. of the year. But I think Thaleen's probably more consistent, I'd say, considering what he did in the first half of the year. So it's like if if the if the Minnesota Vikings target Stefan Diggs like they did at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And and or the whole season, then Diggs has wide receiver one potential. But what if they do that? They can you can say the same thing about Both Thaleen, yeah. Right. I, and I think that's the biggest problem that you're gonna get right now. I do think the more talented better receiver is, is Stefan. I agree with that. Yeah. The consistency isn't there when Thalen was producing. He was very consistent when, right. When both guys were at their peak. So Diggs in the second half of Thaleen at the first half, I take Thalen. Uh, no, <laughs> I take Thalen in the first half, then Diggs in the second half. You are, argue, you arguably could draft both. Yeah. But well, imagine. Yeah. Don't do that. every Minnesota Vikings fan right now. I, I've been bouncing back and forth on these, but I have to take Stefan Diggs. Okay. Um, I take Stefan Diggs only because I think both of them are going to land in the same spot. I think they're both going to be wide receiver twos. Yeah. I, both, I think both of them are probably going to be equally consistent. I will take Stefan Diggs because of his ceiling. Like, I mean, he has a higher ceiling than Adam Thalen. And I think the second thing is that um, he's at pick 34, which is in the fourth round. So at pick 26, if I'm seeing, you know, if I'm at pick 26 and I'm seeing a wide receiver uh, in Adam Thaleen and Stefan Diggs, and then I'm like, oh, I want that running back instead. I know, okay, I can wait 10 picks, get Stefan Diggs. True, Dig. but what if you know you can't wait? What if you know the guy right behind you is taking Diggs? Then I would probably take Diggs. I just don't, I think Adam Thaleen's value is far too high right now considering okay. the second half of the year. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I don't... Like, I don't want to waste a pick on Adam Thaleen. You know what I mean? I want... I would... He, like, I know Stefan Diggs, even the first half of the year. Stefan Stephen Diggs, even though he was a little bit inconsistent, yeah. he was still good oh, in the yeah, second Diggs, half of the year. Yeah, Diggs, Adam Thaleen in the second half of the year was, not was non-existent. He was like a wide receiver, low-end wide receiver three. So, 
basically being non-existent or having a guy who's going to produce whether he gets the targets or not, I'd rather take that guy, you know, and Stefan mm. Diggs. See, well, another reason why I say Thielen too, I actually don't want necessarily want either of these guys on my team, even though we took Diggs, <laughs> he's, he's Diggs, like, in, our, <laughs> Diggs in our mock draft. Yeah. I know for a fact, it might not be this in your league, but I know in my league, majority of guys like Thaline more than Diggs. Yep. So I know if I'm taking Thaline here, I know I can probably trade him to a team that likes him Some more than team. me. Yeah. Uh, that's a fair point. I mean, Thaline is a tradable guy. Yeah. The team that would want Depends him, in your league. You have to know the your team, league. Yeah, you have to know your league. But the team in our league that would want him is kind of impossible to trade with 90% of the uh, time. There's a few teams that would want him, I Yeah, think. a few teams. So uh, I would take Diggs just because, like, if you're, if you're taking the trade discussion out of it and you're just leaving it with mm-hmm. Diggs or Thaline, who am I taking? I'd probably take Diggs just because it's pick 34 because I can probably get him in the fourth round. It's a little later. Like... The thing is, is Adam Thalen and Stefan Diggs are in the same tier. So if I can wait an extra round to get a guy in the same tier, then I'll do it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that's 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 pure. fair. But I don't know if he'll like if he'll be there though. You know, if Diggs will be if you if you're willing to wait another round and you're like, well, yeah. I know Diggs will be here in the next round. I'm not sure if you like if you'll be able to make that assumption because yeah. I think Diggs will probably be there in the fourth round, but he might not be. Yeah, that's about. Uh, knowing your league uh number three this is an interesting one that uh it's a little bit easier for me but i'm not sure about you i'm interested in seeing how you uh you respond to this but number three Tariq cohen would you rather have Tariq cohen or david montgomery cohen's adp is 51 montgomery's is 57 we picked montgomery before Tariq cohen uh in our mock draft on tuesday this is an interesting interesting question and I'm going to say uh, – I'll start off with mine because you oh, know. I wonder who you're going to say. David Montgomery. Uh, I think it's going to be David Montgomery, and here's why. Uh, Tariq Cohen is a is a one-trick pony. He is. He can only catch passes. I don't think many passes. people disagree with that. James White, one-trick pony. Same type of player. He finished in the top 10 last year. He finished in the top 10, but that's because he had an insane amount of efficiency. Is that going to happen again? Hell Probably not. No. <laughs> uh, Tariq Cohen – Finished as an RB two this year because he was he was if you look if you go look on playerprofiler.com and you look up Tariq Cohen, he was extremely efficient. Extremely efficient. And I don't believe that Tariq Cohen can continue that efficiency. And the other thing that I thought was astounding is that the whole season I didn't have Tariq Cohen on my team and I wasn't really following closely on Tariq Cohen. But the one stat that I found astounding was that he only had a hundred carries. For 440 yards, he's he's not he's get not a, a rushing back. No. So there's this narrative in the fantasy football community that Tariq Cohen is going to take the job. He's going to be the workhorse back. I've always said Cohen cannot be the workhorse no. back. And, and I, so for me, I don't want to draft Tariq Cohen. I'm staying far away from Tariq Cohen because he is a one trick back. He's the opposite of what Jordan Howard was last year in terms of fantasy football. You know what I mean? Jordan Howard, the only thing he could do was run on the ground. Yeah. The only thing Tariq Cohen would do is catch through the air. And so if you're looking for you know a high-end RB2 or a low-end RB1, and he's, he, this is a guy that's going in the fifth round and is going to be your flex, I'm staying away from Tariq Cohen. Now, a guy that I really do like 
David Montgomery, same football team. He's going to be a three-down back. He's eating all of the carries that Jordan Howard left up, even if he hits 220 carries. He's going to get like 50 targets for probably around 35 to 40 receptions, um, and that doesn't eat too much into Reed Cohen's passing you know, opportunities, right? And if he does that and he gets 370 opportunities to touch the ball, then I think David Montgomery can turn that into an high RB2, low-end RB1 performance. That's why I like David Montgomery, and that's why I took him at five, and I think that he is going to be the guy. I don't want to hear anything about Mike Davis. Go ahead. I'm not going to argue for Mike Davis. Don't worry. <laughs> there, there are people that so would you, argue for Mike Davis. You know, what you've said about Tariq Cohen, I don't really disagree with. Yeah, I've never thought he was going to be the workhorse back, even when he was going higher, and it was before they drafted David Montgomery. And they just brought in Mike Davis. I was like, and people were like, oh, this doesn't matter. Terry Cohen's still going to be the workhorse back. I'm like, no, he's not. He's Terry Cohen. He's yeah. five foot seven. probably not going to get a ton of carries. But similar to James White last year, yeah, I do think it's very possible for him just purely on receiving and being used as, I think he's probably the number one weapon in that offense. So that alone, I think, can get him Maybe as an RB2. I don't want to draft either of these guys, to be completely honest with you. But if yeah. I have a choice, I'm probably going to go with David Montgomery here. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. I got you, didn't I? I love it. Um, and the, I spent the last 10 minutes trying to convince you, and you already picked Montgomery. Here's, here's the reason why. His upside. His upside and his ceiling is much it's higher than higher Tyree Cohen. Cohen. Tariq Cohen. Um, because there is a good chance that everything you said will happen. And Dave Montgomery is the guy, and he becomes the workhorse. And Tariq Cohen is just kind of used as a third down back, and Mike yeah. Davis is tossed to the side. And Dave Montgomery is everything they wanted Jordan Howard to be. So that is a legitimate possibility, which is why I go David Montgomery here. Yeah. But I'm kind of staying away from the Bears' backfield as of right now. The, the big thing is that for, for, for me, I think it'd be more – like we talked about this on our mock draft is that Miles Sanders kind of in a situation with Jordan Howard and Josh Adams and all those guys, right? Yeah. That particular situation in and of itself, that's a running back situation. You probably should stay away from. I think the Montgomery situation is more open. Like a lot of people like to slice it right down the middle and say, you know, Oh, you know, Cohen's going to steal opportunities from Montgomery. Well, it's not, it's not going to happen. That's not how that offense works. Cohen's going to go in on passing opportunities. And David Montgomery is going to go in on rushing opportunities. David right. Montgomery is going to have situations where he's going to be, you know, they're going to go in the I formation and then they're going to dump it off to David Montgomery. Like that's how that's going to happen yeah. for his targets. So they're going to have two completely different roles. I still think Tariq Cohen with David, Mon- like I think David Montgomery could finish as an RB2, high end RB2, low end RB1, with Cohen finishing as that, a low end RB2. That could happen. Low end RB2. Yeah. Like that, those two things could coincide with each other. But for me, I'm taking David Montgomery because of the ceiling. Yep. Like if they if they fade Tariq Cohen, which I think personally, I think Tariq Cohen's going to end up in RB three this year. But I think if they fade Tariq Cohen a little bit and say, okay, we're going to bring in David Montgomery, right? We're going to use him. That's a, this is the guy we wanted. We're going to use him as the main back in that in that offense. Then he he he's going to produce. Like if right. he gets 270 opportunities, he's going to produce. It's, there's no two ways about it. You, you drafted high in the draft and you have the opportunity, you're going to produce. You know what I mean? Not everyone's like Ronald Jones the <laughs> second. Um, and they have a good offense there to, to make things happen. So. They do. 
So I, I, I like David Montgomery there. I am taking him in my draft because I do like David Montgomery. Nothing has shown me otherwise, but um, let's move on to number four, Lamar Jackson. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? So this is another good one. All of these have been very tough, very close. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I think you might have a different opinion. We'll see. But we'll see. I like both these guys, honestly, as sleepers at the end of the draft. Um, if you remember the mock draft show, I'm a big fan of taking a quarterback in like that 12th, 13th round area right. that has a chance to just break out. Um, and both these guys could be options there. But I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson if I had a choice between the two for the fact that um, his running last year was absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, he was almost like Michael Vick in the second half of the year fantasy-wise mm-hmm. off just running the football. Mm-hmm. And I know they added a few guys. They drafted a few weapons. They added Mark Ingram. The owner says they want to throw the ball more. I think they're kind of invested in Lamar Jackson. Yep. I'm very excited to see what he can be. I think there's a chance he absolutely busts, obviously, um, because we saw last year in the playoffs that he kind of needs work throwing the football. But there's also a chance that he is Michael Vick 2.0, yeah, which would be huge for fantasy. No, it would be big. I mean, the only problem is that it was reported a couple days ago for Lamar Jackson that – um, he's not going to get you know twenty carries a game, and they're trying to restrict that portion of his game, so he's not just right. they want the they want him to throw the ball more right. Um, so for me, Josh Allen not a great throwing quarterback. Yeah. He's improving. He's getting better. People do like his arm, and he can do the same amount of running around like Lamar Jackson. He yeah. just does it in a little more disciplined of a fashion. Well, actually, he does it less disciplined. He's kind of wild out there. Oh, he he's wild, about. but he, he does it. So he, Lamar he Jackson, like a chicken when Lamar Jackson gets scared, he just runs it. When Josh Allen, Josh Allen can sit in the pocket and throw it when he needs to. He does, but he like panics a lot too. He does panic. He's Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm going to take Josh Allen because I think that Josh Allen has a more, uh, even though he does throw a lot of interception. I think he just has a cleaner arm. Fan- fantasy ceiling, I don't disagree. You know, Josh Allen reminds me of, sorry to cut you off, yep. just I'll say it quickly, he kind of reminds me of James Winston, where like real life, yeah. you're kinda, you look at him and he's like, yeah, oh, he's you. not really that good, but fantasy-wise, you're like, oh, man, I see it. I think, I think Josh Allen is poised uh, to break out this year, and I think, it's, I think it's because when you mix together the rushing statistics with the ability to pass like i think josh allen could throw four and this is not this is not out of this world okay other fantasy analysts are saying the same thing so i'm not crazy for saying this i need to justify my crazy this is you know justifying a crazy is essentially saying i think he could let me let me cool this hot take before (laughs) i take it out of the oven uh i think that josh allen could throw for three thousand yards and 20 touchdowns this year um which is that's not crazy Oh, good. I was expecting you. a burn and take. No, that's I'm, not burning yeah, at all. Burning like, is like 4,000 yards and 225 That's like touchdowns. room temperature take. <laughs> yeah, that's a room temperature take. Uh, but I think he could throw, do that, and then get like 600 yards on the ground with a couple of touchdowns. And if you do that, add it all together, it's like 300, you know, 350 to 360 fantasy points. Right. Um, and so at that point, I think Josh Allen has a better chance in 2019 to do that than Lamar Jackson does. 
Lamar Jackson would have to take a, a large leap mm-hmm. from what he was last year in order to do something like that. Whereas Josh Allen only got to take a little baby step. Like he's got to, he's just got a uh, better decision making and he's good because Lamar yeah, Jackson has I problems mean, with his accuracy. He's better. He's a better decision maker, but he has problems with his accuracy think, and he has problems with his arm. Whereas Josh Allen's got the talent and the ability to throw the football. He just has bad decision making. I think where you just are slightly off is. When you said Josh Allen can run like Lamar, he, Josh Allen can run. Don't get me wrong; he gets a lot of rushing. Not like Lamar Jackson. Like I think Lamar Jackson could be the next guy to go if he figures out his his arm. He could be the next quarterback to run for a thousand yards, like Mike Vick did. I don't. Right. I'm not saying Josh Allen can do that. I'm saying that he could rush for 600 yards and a couple of touchdowns and be good with that. Like that's that's what Josh Allen. Like last yeah, year, fair. when you look at the last four weeks of the season, that's what he was doing. So. Yeah. I think it's possible for him to do that. And when you add, you know, 3,000, when you add like 600 yards and four touchdowns and you throw on your 20 touchdown, you know, passing touchdowns and 3,000 rushing yards, I mean, not 3,000 passing yards on top of that, compile all together, it makes a better season. So I think Josh Allen's more poised to break out this year than Lamar Jackson. Ask me after next year, if Lamar Jackson's still the starter, ask me again (laughs) and I'll change my mind. Like Lamar Jackson in 2020 could be better than what Josh Allen oh, is. Oh, I right agree. Now. I think figures out that accuracy problem, yeah. he's gonna be a great quarterback. It's just a matter of figuring out the accuracy. I think both problem. these guys though are good options late in the draft, like I said. As a sleeper guys, I think both guys can break out. Lamar Jackson just, is, by the way, going ahead of Josh Allen. Yeah, I just it's close though. I I think just Lamar Jackson's ability to run the ball yep. entices me a little bit more than Josh right. Allen. But again, very close. Very close. Uh number five Le'Veon Bell or James Conner? Would you rather? This is really tough and really hurts me because... A spicy one. S- similar Steelers to... Steelers running backs. Yeah, similar to our opening kind of icebreaker question. Yeah. Um, I might have to... You know, you kind of had to choose between Barkley and Elliott, and you might have yeah. to in the draft. In our draft, I might have to choose between James Conner and Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I have back-to-back picks after all. Kill me now. Um, This is so tough, and I'm definitely going to flip-flop on this for months. But as of today, in the month of June, I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell here. I know that might shock you. You probably disagree. I'm going Le'Veon Bell for the fact that he's very motivated. Yeah. He's the only guy in that offense. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the weapon. I think he can be like the Barkley of the Jets offense. I do like James Conner, and I think James Conner's probably... It's crazy to say this, but I think James Conner's floor is higher than Le'Veon Bell's floor. I never thought I'd say that ever. But Le'Veon Bell's ceiling, I think, is higher than James Conner. I think if, yeah, if Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell plays like Le'Veon Bell, getting him at the end of the first round will be a steal. Yeah, people forget that how good this guy actually was. It's not just his... It's not just his ability. Like A lot of people credit Le'Veon Bell's success to the fact that he... Um, I credit his success to the fact, fact that he that, was in the Steelers. Yeah, offense. that he was in the Steelers' offense with that good offensive line and all that stuff. But you forget how good Le'Veon Bell was running was at running the football. Like, He's very patient. After he was very patient, after he got past the offensive line, he could create yards like oh, yeah. like no one in the NFL could. And uh, and James Conner, I when I watch him, you don't see that. Yeah, he had more statistics. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had more rushing touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell ever had in his career. He had more receiving touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell ever had in his career. I think that was just a, 
a result of how the Steelers used James Conner last year because they they were trying to get wins like nobody's business and they ran like 1,100 plays or something like that. Didn't Connor also have more carries, though? Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Connor yeah. had more carries. I just, all of it put together, there was more opportunity for James Connor this this year than they gave Le'Veon Bell in the past. Now, Le'Veon had a season where he had like like 350 touches, I believe. So that was insane. But yeah. Le'Veon can create. My concern is just that, that, that Jets offense. You can only do so much when you're stuck behind a terrible offensive line. Now, the Jets' offensive line is mediocre, not terrible. So you might see something good from that, but in terms of what they're going to do with Le'Veon, it makes me nervous because I don't think he can get to the ceiling. Like, mm-hmm. that's, my, that's my problem is that I think whereas James Conner, like you said, has a, has, a, has a, what is it, a lower floor? Higher floor. Higher floor yeah. than, than Le'Veon Bell. The you re- know James Conner will be solid. Right. Le- there's a chance Adam Gates just benches Le'Veon Bell. And- right. Things go very for sour. me when you're talking about when you're talking about you know your first round pick because assuming that these guys are going in the first round when you're talking about your first round pick you got to go with the guy that you feel is going to be the 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 guy on the team and I feel that James Conner is going to be the guy mm-hmm. on the team you know I think oh, yeah. I think that that he's going to like you, you he's going to be the like. A, a sh- almost a sure thing when it comes to finishing, you know, it, as an RB top one, ten probably top ten, and I think that I think that he has probably like a seventy five percent chance of finishing in the top five just because of sheer volume. So I think that James Conner is as much of a sure thing as you can get uh, at that point in the draft, which is what like right now he's getting picked at nine. So at nine or ten, you know, he, he's he's as much of a sure thing as you can get at that point. Whereas yeah. Le'Veon Bell is a guy that you could draft and that could completely bust out on you. You know what? He could suck with the Jets. And, yeah. and like that, that's that's a reality. So I think in the first round, you always got to go with the guy who has the higher floor. And I, I would take James Conner there. Um, that's just me. Okay. But I, 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 I'm kind of tossing back and forth because I like Le'Veon Bell. I know, me too. Le'Veon Bell has been like a guy that I've wanted on my fantasy team since, <laughs> since his first really good year. And I just never, it's always been it's out of my reach. It's the same with me because he was always like the second overall Yeah, he was always out of my reach. And so now he's like right there. You could probably snag him. But like, you know, is he going to be that with the Jets? And that's what I want to see. I wish, you know, I could go like back to the future and get the sports almanac. And oh, find yeah, out how many too. rushing yards Le'Veon Bell <laughs> has in 2019. Uh, let's go to number six, the final one. We'll throw it in there. This is an interesting debate between people. Uh, yeah. And it's three players, not just one, th- two, not just two, three players. Would you rather have Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, or Cooper Cup? Any of the Rams receivers. I don't want any of them again. Thank you. I'm kind of going <laughs> by this. Uh, Brandon Cook's ADP is 43. Robert Woods ADP is 46. And uh, Cooper Cup's ADP is 50. So basically they're all getting drafted in the fifth round. Yeah. I don't like committees, running back or receiver. <laughs> I didn't um, know there was such a thing until the yep. Rams did it. Yeah, exactly. But Receiver committee, If I'm boys. picking one, I actually with the lowest ADP here, which is Cooper Cup. I think just quickly, I think his connection with Jared Goff, and I think that that's kind of his favorite target. That's his go-to target. I think when Cooper Cup is out there, he's Jared Goff's yeah. favorite target. So that's why I'd go Cooper Cup here. But 
again, I don't really want to draft any of these three guys because I know the other two will probably take a lot of yeah. a lot of targets away from the others. So for me, Brandon Cooks is is one of those players, and I I think a lot of he right now is the guy going ahead of everyone else. And my problem with Brandon Cooks is that he he's not that he's not the type of receiver. He's been consistently like every year of his freaking career a wide receiver too. <laughs> yeah, and so you got that going for him. But he's not a wide receiver that's going to get you know ten to fifteen targets a game. You know, like a DeAndre Hopkins. He's a Hopkins big name would. too, but yeah, he's a big name. But it, it we saw me, what they did. Yeah, in the first six weeks of the season when everybody was healthy, he was actually the odd man. Yeah, out. he was the third. He was the third guy, and it's because he's the outside receiver. He's the deep threat. He's not. Yeah, he'll make a few big plays. He'll make a few but big he'll plays, also have weeks but, where he gets like four yeah. fantasy points. He reminds me of like a a a, a Walmart version of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I think I've said that before, but yeah, um, that's what he reminds me of. So to me, it comes down to Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. And when I look at Cooper Cup, I really like him. I thought he was the favorite target, and I, I want to believe that he's the favorite target because I really do like Cooper Cup, but he's coming off an ACL injury. That is true. He's coming off an ACL injury, and in two years, he might get back to his like good form. But in terms of like just his first year back, it's going to take him a few weeks to get back into the groove. It's going to take him a few weeks to get back into the game. And then you got to worry about, you know, is, is he going to cut the same? Is he going to be able to run the same routes? Right. You know, like all of that stuff put together for him. If he comes back and he's 100% and he's normal, then Cooper Cup is a, is, I, I might even take him. But I'm taking Robert Woods here because I think Robert Woods is the sneaky guy right in the middle of these two players. Uh, I think that he's he's one of the favorites for Jared Goff. He's a I think he's a slot receiver, so he's going to get the targets in that offense no matter what. And I think that if Cooper Cup has any injury problems or he continues to have problems with that knee, mm-hmm. then Robert Woods is the guy to go to. He was actually better in the offense with Cooper Cup out. I mean, uh, with I Cooper think, Cup yeah. in the offense than he was without Cooper Cup. I'm not Cooper sure Cup if that in. would sustain through 16 weeks, though. Yeah. But... Through those first few weeks, he was. You're right, but Robert Woods, I think he could. I think he could break out and have a really nice season. All of these guys. Here's the thing: is everyone is looking at them, and and you're 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 in the you're in the fifth round, and it's like kind of just putting a blindfold yeah. on and throwing a dart at a you dart board. Yeah, you are a little whichever bit. whichever one you hit is what you know whatever player you get. But to me, I think Robert Woods is the guy that all three of these guys aren't going to repeat as top 15 wide receivers. Not all three of them are going to repeat. And um, so for me, I look at Robert Woods, and I think that he is the one that's most likely going to finish as a top 15 wide receiver. Um, I think that that's that's most likely the case. Uh, And so, you know, in the end, Robert Woods, I think he's going to finish there, but I I don't know about Cooper Cup. I just, I think the injury concerns are, you know, too much to overcome. That's valid, but I think it's kind of uh, the Edelman Brady connection with Cup and uh, Jared Goff. S- I'm not going to say that. What? 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 <laughs> what? I'm not saying it's going to be that level. Why, you, why do you? Why are you comparing Cooper Cup to Julian Edelman? I'm not. I'm just saying their connection between those two guys. That'll do it for Would You Rather. <laughs> Um, there's a lot more questions that uh, that need to be answered going into fantasy drafts, but um, some of these guys are definitely going to be there. You're probably if you're at the first pick, if you're at pick 18 with Nick Chubb, or uh, you know pick 119 with Lamar Jackson, and you're trying to make a decision between Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, or Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, you're going to be sitting there 
fretting over that. And uh, just be sure to do your research on these guys because if you do your research, you're going to nail the pick. Don't get infatuated with somebody for no particular reason. I found out that uh, the hard way a couple of years ago is you, you look at a guy and you go, oh, I really like this guy, but there's no statistical or video to back up your <laughs> actual take. Like last year, I fell in love with Jordan Howard. Yeah, There was no statistical information that made me fall in love with Jordan Howard. I just really liked him because he finished as an RB1 twice. And so I didn't look at the real facts behind it. And if I had looked at the facts, I would have known, oh, I should take Christian McCaffrey in the third round. Shoot myself. <laughs> Uh, so just be sure when you're looking at these guys, because the side note, the Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Howard thing from last year, that could be the Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook situation oh from this year. Oh boy. So uh, just keep an eye out. You got to do your research uh, and we'll try our best, but be sure to listen next week. We have a new series about sleepers. We're oh going to talk about sleepers for the next four weeks. Yep. It might cause you to sleep during the sleeper episodes. Wow. <laughs> That's like the greatest. <laughs> that is... It's like, let's think of a slogan for uh, the next month of po- Don't podcasts. sleep on the sleepers. Oh, that's a good one. How about you will sleep during the sleepers? <laughs> no, but seriously, sleepers are like what one of the things that wins you league. Yeah. Leagues. I mean, you know who was a sleeper last year? It's Patrick Mahomes. Stop it. Just saying. Stop it. See you Tuesday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.